there's also one new casting announcement. Actually, I'm going to throw this shit on you if you say Supergirl. <laughs> Welcome to episode 129 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Dr. Freaking Kevorkian, what's up? <laughs> so that's where you were for the last two weeks. <laughs> I was cutting people up. <laughs> you, were, you were quote-unquote helping people. That's right, <laughs> in New York. <laughs> oh, man, I was living a good life. Yeah? Yeah. I had to do a damn thing for a couple of weeks. I just sat there on my ass and ate, and I don't know how I didn't gain weight. Well, you did a little bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> my man boobs are still perfect. I'm still Be- a B- beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'm still a B cup. I'm good. <laughs> still a B cup. Huh? Oh, you're you're rocking the D. No, actually, the double D. Mine is shrinking, man. Dude, I want to look at your boob. Why are you rubbing your nipples? It's mostly uh, mostly muscle now, man. Seriously, there's nothing. Dude, you you look like one of those weird looking body shaped women who work out and they lose their boobs and all of a sudden they have like man chest. Well, I, I should have a man chest. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working out hard, man. That's what it's called now. Yeah. Are, you, are you able to see? You're not blind, right? No, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw your post. Uh, my wife showed me because I ran out of G's. <laughs> like, that's not nothing. No, new. No. <laughs> she showed me you were running out of the 50-pound weights. You know, this thing I just moved right now and just threw my back out. <laughs> uh, it's too light for you now. Uh, it's, it's not too light. It's just some of the exercises I do. I've, I've outgrown the 50-pound. I need to move up. Uh, I've been lifting weights pretty much every night since June 21st. Uh, every, at least every other night, and I've been walking at least once a day since June 21st. Yeah, and I remember you telling me that because you look pretty damn tired sometimes <laughs> when you come in. Well, I've been doing like either four miles or six miles pretty much every day, and uh, it's working. I mean, I'm losing weight. It's it's good. It's very good. I don't know where this weight is going. Oh, wait a minute. I know where it's going. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I lose it and you gain it. <laughs> How is that possible? How are you giving me your weight? I, I really don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> Well, look, I'm not like you. I don't have like a freaking gym in my other office here. I have, I have an elliptical machine and a bunch of weights. That's uh-huh. cool. And you got a rowing machine too, don't you? Aren't I you do. You're going a stroke. We stroke. Never, we never stroke. use it. Stroke. <laughs> I'm, I'm too tall for it. Like I have a rowing machine, but it's uh, it's made for a shorter person, so I can't really even use it. So cut the legs off. You lose some weight that cut way. Cut my legs off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you lose some weight. It'd be like Cotton Hill. Or I can just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't yeah. think the rowing machine is that important. <laughs> yeah, but then you could be like a Harvard rower and shit, man. Yeah, why? <laughs> you go to the Olympics, I'm good getting that dirty water over there in Brazil. Oh, man, I still can't believe how bad the conditions are over there. Did you see that crowd? Like, who the hell wants to swim in dirty water? Oof, I, I don't know. I she want to take a bath. But who wants to get in the dirty water? <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if somebody gets so sick they'd, like, die. Yeah, there. I'm waiting to see that, you know. Yeah. Somebody go, like, some open wound or something. I mean, how can you be a woman swimming in that water? I don't know, you, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, something going to swim up the, up the pipes. <laughs> I'm not sure it works that way, uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, hookers have been in that water, man. I doubt they let hookers in the Olympic pools, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I'm talking about the one where they swim out in the ocean and they got to come in that way. Is that triathlon well, yeah, the, thing? The triathlon and the rowers. I mean, that's I'm know. talking about the the pools but inside. They, the- they gave all the athletes the opportunity not to show up if they didn't want to take that risk. So. I mean, it, it would suck to train your entire life for this thing and then not be able to go, but, like, 
I don't know, man. It's a hard decision. I know. Looking into the water and see how there's a fetus, there's a can, there's some nuclear waste, <laughs> there's a, a cut-off dick. I mean, no, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it doesn't sound very uh, healthy. <laughs> I mean, shit. You heard about here at the Brazzers River, right? How they just found a dead body? No, I missed that. Yeah, it's a dead body. They, they just found a dead body over there by the river. Like, what the freak? On the turnaround. Nice. So I don't think it was the flooding because that happened a long time ago. And less bodies are coming out of the ground now. Maybe the flooding just, like, washed him down to this area. Maybe he was upstream. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. He came in from Rio? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe right. so. But, yeah, vacation was good. I got to try something called boba tea, which is very interesting. I never had before. They're like little bubbles bust in your mouth, and they're, like, filled with flute, fruit uh, magnificence. You like it when things bust in your mouth. Shut up, man. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew I was screwed. <laughs> but it was uh, pretty good. I had a uh, strawberry one with, with cherry. It was great. I don't really like it. I've tried boba tea before. Uh, I had a lot of Vietnamese friends in high school. And, you racist uh, bastard. Uh, but they always wanted to go and drink it, so I went with them a few times, and it just it's not really my thing. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, wife had a cotton candy one. That's, that crap was sweet. It was like diabetes in a cup. Yeah. I took a sip. like, oh, I got diabetes. <laughs> Seriously, it was that strong. But it was pretty cool. I got to visit uh, Pulp 716. I'm just giving a quick shout out out there in uh, Lockport, New York. Uh, that's where I got the bubble tea. It was a really nice shop, and they were really cool to me. I was took a picture with the owner. That's cool. So, yeah. I mean, I ate a lot of food, did a lot of tripping, went to a Catholic shrine. I'm, like you made the joke, I'm surprised I didn't catch on fire, uh, or they let me in. <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> but you weren't with me, so I was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was nice. That's good. So what did you do while I was gone? Uh, well, Touch yourself? No, we worked on the comic a lot. We actually got the physical books in. So uh, so I heard. Yeah, pretty excited to finally have those. We should be shipping them out in the next week or so. Oh, I'm looking at them right now. Uh, George and I are planning on attending a bunch of shops uh, in, in Texas, mm-hmm. trying to promote the book and get people to carry them and things like that. Our first stop is going to be next weekend on Saturday the 13th. We're going to be hitting up Uncanny Comics in Rosenberg from uh, 1 to 4. Oh, yeah. I, one of our buddies. Yeah, Joseph over there is a really good guy. We're going to do a, a signing over there and sell the books, and it's going to be fun. Have you been advertising that you're going to be there? Yeah, yeah. we got an event planned on Facebook and things like that. So uh, that's the first stop of many. Uh, there's a few other shops in Houston we're going to try to hit. Uh, a couple we're definitely not going to now. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I kind of say something? Can I say something? <laughs> can't say anything. We're just, Damn it! Uh, we're not going to be attending certain major stores in, in Houston <sighs> because uh, they don't want us. So that's fine. They don't want us. Yeah. I think specifically it's directed at you. Okay. They don't want you. That's fine. They love me. I'm used to not being one. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. That was pretty cool, man. I mean, it's, it's, how does it feel looking at that box? It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to, to hold it in hand and be able to read it. And, that little wood? Well, no. But no. No? <laughs> <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the feedback's been pretty positive. Uh, some of it's been kind of strange, but most people in general seem to like the book, which I'm really excited about. And I'm looking forward to you know, getting it in the hands of some publishers and hopefully finding a home for it. Um, we submitted to Comixology last week, so we should be available on there before too long, I'd imagine. Uh, you can also go to graybearcomics.com. We have the digital version for sale on there as well as the physical version. Nice. Uh, even the variant covers and prints and things like that are there. So if people want to go check it out, that is a good place. Hey, man, how much money are you trying to squeeze out of me, dog? I didn't give you plenty. Well, you've already got your copies coming. <laughs> George and I have to sign them and get all the other stuff together first. I want it in blood. You're going to provide the blood? No. <laughs> I want you guys to stab yourself and then sign my copy. Uh, okay. It sure. makes makes it legit, man. It's all about freaking demons and crap. Might as well put some blood on the book. 
<laughs> Not that kind of blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sick bastard. So anyways, uh, we're also going to be at Amazing Houston Con, uh, September 9th through 11th, promoting the book. Um, we're going to try to go as comical. I, I applied for press passes back in May. Never heard back. I applied again a couple days ago. Uh, hopefully, they get back to us. We can go as coverage as well. But What the hell? Uh, I don't know. I don't Dude, know. who'd you make mad? I didn't make anybody mad. I think they're just busy. Certain stores don't want you. Amazing doesn't want us. Who did you piss off? I was only gone for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this stuff's been brewing for a while. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but anyways, we got a whole lot to go over today because we've got two weeks worth of stuff to talk about. Let's get right into it. Uh, Miguel, what were your top two books this week? Number two, Batman number four by Tom King and David Finch. I love it, dude. Gotham guy has gone nuts. He <laughs> killed 24 people, and then he went and killed four more, and Batman was like, oh, shit. And then Batman's like, you find out, the numbers and everything adds up because his partner, the, the black guy. That was a little bit cheesy. The uh, suicide thing? I yeah, mean, that, that was a bit much. Uh, Gotham Knight is his name? Yeah, it's Gotham Knight, yeah. Gotham he, Knight and Gotham Girl. He's basically Girl. like Superman, but he's tied to Gotham. Yeah. He's like, you know, if Batman has Superman's powers. But it's weird, too, because he's also like an apprentice of Batman. Like, Batman's trying to train him into being a good guy. And he just sort of snaps and starts killing bad guys. Well, no, you find out later that he's being controlled. Yeah, well... You know, you know, I didn't want to give everything away. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, he kills a bunch of people. Batman, of course, now has to deal with him. Uh, so I'm pretty sure we're going to get another Batman versus Superman kind of fight there um, in the future issues. It was, it was good. Dad, Batman can't deal with that guy. He just threw a beam through his car. He, he, beat, he beat Superman before, so I'm sure he can deal with Gotham. They got to be bringing that up, man. <laughs> It'd be hurting people's feelings and stuff. I don't think people care. <laughs> but no, it was good. I loved it. Uh, of course, you know, the whole suicide thing and, you know, and uh, Lane or who's the general? Was it Lane? No, it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Telling Waller, we got this. We're six feet under. We got this. We got metahumans this. We got this. We got all that. He can never get in here. He's like, uh, he's standing behind you. What the freak? <laughs> Smashes him to the wall. Yeah, take that, bitch. Yeah, that's Batman. Yeah, of course I mean. that's Batman. <laughs> so what's your number two, bro? My number two was Nightwing number two from Tim Seeley and Javi Fernandez. I have that on my list. I really enjoyed it, too. It's just cool to see Nightwing. He's partnered up with Raptor, I think his name is. Yeah, that guy's cool. Uh, they're both working for the Talons. They're, they're out to complete a mission. And at first, they're bickering back and forth. Neither one of them works well with the team. Like, they're both solo operators. But by the end, they've come around, and they're kind of supporting each other. And they've kind of found some common ground. And it's just a really good Nightwing story. I'm really digging what they're doing with Nightwing. Well, Raptor's getting in his head. Yeah. And he's actually making sense to him. It's kind of creeping him out. Because he's doing that Batman baloney to him. And it's kind of, like, crazy to see him, like, changing Nightwing's vision. Nightwing's like, do I have have stuff in common with this guy? And this isn't that. Then he leaves Batgirl hanging. What the hell? <laughs> well, you know. Bros before hoes. Well, business, you know. B- business. You've got to do your work before you can go home and play, you know. That's, that's the way it works. I don't know about all that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great book, though. Yeah, I really liked it. So what was your number one? <laughs> number one, Punisher number four, Becky Cloonan and Steve Dillon. God, I love the way she writes The Punisher. It was good. It's just so amazing. It's like so action packed, and the, the one and one guy's all like drugged up, and his eyes are like super red, and he gets, you know, look at this shit. It's like the gun's like leave the damn rocket launcher alone. He gets thrown out the damn thing, gets run over, and then the the D agents or whatever trying to help the Punisher, trying to catch the Punisher, and the one guy gets captured, and then the sheriff's like, it's gonna be all okay. Does this look like it's gonna be okay? Blah. <laughs> like what the freak? <laughs> I love it because it's so much action. It's a different take on him a little bit here, but it's so cool. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's definitely Frank Castle being Frank Castle. Uh, he's almost more like Batman than usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like over-the-top prepared and, and, and ready to go. 
And uh, it's a lot of fun. I really, I'm really enjoying Becky Cloonan's run so far. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed a Punisher book like this in a while since the last arc we read on him. Mr. Odds. I really yeah. liked your odds, too. It was good. So, yeah, that was my number one. I got goosebumps talking about that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> my number one was Nailbiter number 24 from Josh Williamson and Mike Henderson. See, I liked it. I just didn't know it was more storytelling. Well, that's, that's what Nailbiter is. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I wanted more blood and guts. And cr- well, I take that back. There was, there was a, a great scene. There's <laughs> a river of blood, and you're complaining there wasn't enough blood and guts. Not enough blood, man. <laughs> Come on, that's so Ghostbusters, too. It's Vigo! Uh, it's it a little more dark and sinister than that. But Josh is doing a really good job pacing the story out. You get action and violence in some of the books. You get storytelling in some of the other ones. Like, this one is very much delving into the history of the the buckaroo butchers and talking about how they were created. And you could see a little bit more that the blood has something to do with it. Uh, you got that one guy that the cops corner and he injects himself and turns into some kind of fucking what the hell psychotic monster. And they have to take him down. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, Warren and his daughter are down in the catacombs and he's explaining to her, he takes her to the blood room. Like <laughs> you wanted to kill me earlier. I am sorry about that. <laughs> and then of course the main butcher shows up and apparently there's some guy who's behind all of it. There's some like master, that is responsible for everything that's happened. You ready for it? I'm about to M. Night Shyamalan you right now. That Don't M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's the sheriff. <laughs> it's the sheriff. It's the sheriff. You think Sheriff Crane's behind Uh huh. Really? That would be a real fuck you in the ass moment. <laughs> See, I don't think so. I, I think that. Nah, I don't think it's her. I just, uh, I just told you it was M. Night Shyamalan you. So it's so a bad plot twist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is. Poorly executed. <laughs> I, I, it can't be because. Williamson has done such a great job throwing these herrings at you and doing this, doing this crap to you. I mean, it can't be. It's going to be some freaking thing like we didn't see coming or some shit. Yeah, I, I think he's got a really good plan for this, and I'm, I'm just really looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. And if he like Shalomans me, I'm going to call him out on it. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I don't think that's a, a danger you have to worry about. But yeah, it's a fantastic issue. Um, obviously, anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm a huge fan of Nailbiter. I'm never disappointed in it. So. And be honest with you, that's why I didn't put it in my top three, because I know you would. Okay. I figured it was a chance to show some of the books that are out there. I mean, I knew you would. Honestly, I was really thinking you would put it in there. Uh, I took a gamble, and I was right. Okay. Well, what was your pick of the week, then? Pick of the week, I went back to a book that I cannot stand the freaking art. I don't want to bash the guy, but if the story wasn't great, I wouldn't read this damn book. Kingpin number two, Matthew Rosenberg and Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. I just don't like I mean, especially it was a scene in there where he drew Tombstone. I'm like, what the frick is that? Tombstone looks like a retard. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't look like Tombstone. I'm like, dude, did he get hit with the ugly stick on both sides of his face? It's not terrible art. It's just very stylized. We talked about that before. Yeah, but it's, the story is great. Yeah, the story's fantastic. Love the Kingpin. I love how he's being ruthless. And and I forgot what's, what's with the dude. He has special powers, doesn't he? His buddy, the one he's protecting. Genus? Yeah. yeah. I forgot what he can do. I can't remember from book one, or if they even gave a hint of it. Well, he can. Uh, I think he can predict things, right? I think he's, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. I think he's dying. Yeah, I think he is too. Or actually, you know, there's a big twist in there too that nobody saw coming that mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to spoil. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Matt's, Matt's doing a great job. He's going to write a kingpin ongoing. Uh, really? Once once this is over, so I'm looking forward to that too. Oh yeah, well, the, I mean, he's great. We know this, and I mean, this my pick of the week. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I took my time reading it. Uh, I fought through the art. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the story is great. Hey, you know, they did the whole Joker scene from Batman. We got an opening. Oh, kill the Kingpin. Click, click, click. Stupid. Kill them all. <laughs> We're having tryouts. That's right. <laughs> tryouts. <laughs> great. So what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a book you didn't read. Huh? I actually downloaded it and read it. I don't know how to read. Kill or Be Killed, number one, from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. They're the guys that are the creative team behind Fade Out and uh, Velvet. 
So it starts off with this guy, just a regular guy wearing a hoodie and a, with a gun, going through like a crack house killing random dudes. And he's talking to the camera and he's saying, I didn't used to be like this, but let me take you back. And he takes you back to the beginning of when he started killing these people. And he's like, well, that's not really far enough. There's more to the story. And he takes what? you back even further. <laughs> he's like, well, okay, I really got to go back to the beginning. So he's breaking the fourth wall? He's breaking the fourth wall and, and explaining to the audience how he became this guy who goes out and kills bad guys. Okay. So it starts off with him talking to this girl who he's friends with, and he's really close to her, and he even kind of like loves her a little bit, but she's always put him in the friend zone, and uh, she Killer. ends up she ends up dating his roommate. Oh, shoot her for now. <laughs> and she's a bad girl. He's having a hard time dealing with that, and he's really depressed and whatever. He decides he's going to kill himself, so he goes up on the roof and jumps off, and uh, you know it's like six or seven stories. He's expecting to die. He uh, gets hooked on a piece of clothesline, and then. It breaks his fall a little bit, and he still hits the ground and, like, bruises his rib and, like, breaks a bone, and uh, he's, like, really hurt, but it's not, it's not dead. What the hell? So he calls his friend, and he's like, I really hurt myself. Like, I don't know what happened. I broke my arm. Can you take me to the hospital? So he goes, and he gets it all fixed, and he gets back to his apartment, and uh, all of a sudden, he starts seeing this demon, and the demon's like, you were supposed to die today, but I saved you, but it wasn't for free. To give a life, you have to take a life. That's my rule. He's like, for every month you want to live, you have to give me a soul. And I want the souls of bad men. I don't want good people. You have 30 days to give your kill. Think of it as rent. He's like, you get to live in your body for another 30 days. Pay your rent on time. You can keep living in your body. That's how it works. So when they get down to like day 25, the guy gets really sick. And he's like vomiting and convulsing and like has a huge fever. And he thinks he's going to die. Well, he's, he's determined not to believe that the demon was real. He was having some kind of hallucination because he was hurt and everything, and he was on pain meds. Right. So he goes to the hospital, and uh, on the way to the hospital, he gets jumped by two random dudes, and they beat the shit out of him. And as he's laying there on the ground, he sees the demon again, and that's when he makes the decision that he wants to live, and he's going to kill these fucks. So they're gone. Like they, they left him in the ground, walked away, but he's like, now i got to find somebody bad to kill. And that's where the story ends. Wow. But it talks a lot about the political climate in America and all the crazy shit that's going on, how the world's just gone to hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. He's standing up for that. So it's kind of like a twisted version of Kick-Ass. Hmm. I really liked it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Very different. If you like the creative team of Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, you'll really enjoy this. They're just fantastic together. Everything they've done has been really good. So, so is it out as a physical copy? Yeah, it's a new image book that came out. There. Oh, shit. You should have gave me a heads up. I would have looked for it if it was there. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be this good. I just uh, stumbled upon it last night and uh, read it. It's really good. Might see if I can find me a copy of it then. I'd recommend it. It's great. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. So that was my pick of the week, and that's it for comics this week. Okay. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, Tell Me a Funny Story. And this week, uh, it should be Miguel's turn, but he's woefully unprepared because he's still got jet lag from his vacation. So I'm going to tell a funny story. Car lag, brother. I drove the whole way. <laughs> oh, well, you just got lag. Just, 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 <laughs> just lag all the time. <laughs> I got no G's. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to tell a funny story, and then Miguel will go again next week. Back to back Miguel weeks. Nice. You always need a back to back with Miguel. So <laughs> while you were gone, there was a lot of traffic, of course, like always. Oh, there's always traffic. And one day in particular, it took me almost three hours to get to work. It was like what? Two hours and 45 minutes. Are you serious? Accident after accident after bullshit after accident. I make it all the way to 610 finally. Okay. And, you know, you go on the on-ramp to get on 610, and then there's that hill 
That's sad because from your place to 610, it's all like should take you only maybe 20, 25 minutes. Right, but it was almost two hours to get to 610. Oh, my God. So I go over that first hill, uh-huh. the one right before Inter- Interstate 10. Yeah. And, uh, you know, traffic's backed up. I'm moving real slow. Mm-hmm. And I get to the top, and I, I see a car, like a minivan, parked at the top of the hill. And everybody's, like, trying to swerve over into the right lane to get around him. Okay. And, you know, I figured he'd stalled out or something was going on. But then as I'm moving slowly up, I see there's a man moving around out there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody should get out of their car and, and run around on the freeway. Like, I mean, if your car stalls, you wait in your car for, like, assistance, you know? Or else you veer off to the side and get on a shoulder. Yeah, you don't want to get hit. Right. It's not a good idea to get out of your car. Right. But as I slowly approach, I see that it's a, a short Hispanic man. He's actually running around. And... He's like running in circles around the van. What? And I get a little bit closer and I see something else. There's a chicken on the road and this man is running around his van chasing this chicken. <laughs> Come on, man. I am not even joking. It was on the news. You can't make the... He is chasing his chicken. I'm not even sure if it's his chicken. He's <laughs> chicken? He was driving a minivan. So I don't even know how a chicken escaped from a minivan. It's not like it was the back of a pickup and it fell off. But he's chasing this chicken in a circle around the minivan at the top of this hill on 610. And the chicken didn't run out of the traffic. Well, traffic was stopped because there was a stalled car and a man, a crazy man, running around chasing a chicken. Why does he got to be brown, man? I, that's your people. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean, my people? <laughs> Why the frick is he chasing a chicken? He was hungry. I don't and know. how the hell did you break out the, it was in the back of the truck in a crate? <laughs> well, okay, so if it's in the back of a truck, you know. It's, you racist. Well, no, it, it makes sense that it might escape somehow and land on the street. How the hell did the chicken get there if it was inside of a minivan? Don't ask me. <laughs> Do I look like a hot chickens with me everywhere I go? Was he driving with the window down and it just like ran up and jumped out the front window? What, the chicken was sticking his beak out and getting some air? Uh, with like a little dog or something? I have no idea. Chicken or rooster? It was a chicken. It was a chicken. It was a chicken. <laughs> it was a man was bent over like running around chasing it. And it was just, you know, like running around. <laughs> that's, a, that's a turkey. <laughs> I mean, catch this chicken. A grease lightning. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Maybe it was training. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is freak. It was on the freaking news. It was on the news. Yeah. Okay, I gotta go look this shit up. It was so bizarre, man. Because this shit doesn't even sound real. Oh my god, I was so I was so pissed. But after I saw that, I was kind of like, well, at least I got a funny story out of this shit. <laughs> and you were like, where the fuck's Miguel? Because I need to tell him this story. Uh, I told Gifford and Daryl immediately. What day were, was this? It was a Tuesday, I think. Wow, not even a couple days after I was gone. Yeah, that is freaking hilarious. Oh man, it was weird. A dude chasing a chicken around his minivan. <laughs> yeah. In the morning. Yeah. This chicken better be something really good. Now, if you caught that chicken, would you kill it <laughs> for one, running around that damn car in the middle of the freeway? Or you let it live for its, you know, its ingenious I don't way know of getting what, out? I don't know what his motivations were. I'm not even sure it was his chicken. Maybe it fell off the truck in front of him and he was just like, oh, free chicken. Nice. And he's to get it. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm poor. I got to get this chicken. I don't know what happened. All I saw was the, the middle of the, the event. <laughs> did, he, did he catch him? Do you know? I don't know. I, I, I got around it, and I finally managed to drive away, and then it was like 15 minutes to get to work from there. I got to look this story up. But, man, it was it was bizarre. That's for sure. Definitely so, notable. <laughs> so pissed off by everything else. See man chase chicken, and then you were good to go. Well, at least I got a story out of it, like I said. Man chase chicken. Chicken <laughs> chase man. <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. That's freaking hilarious. So that's my funny story. That's You're- not your funny story. That's somebody else's funny story. <laughs> my dad was chasing a chicken on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> it was your dad? It wasn't my dad. We all know it's your dad. Oh. It's always your dad. <laughs> it's better than you telling me the man was choking his chicken or something like that. Actually, I thought that's where you were going. This man in his car was stopping a woman was servicing or some shit like that. I thought you were going to tell me something really bad. No, it was nothing like that. 
Uh. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Uh, since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. Two major movie releases have happened. Oh, yeah? Let's talk about uh, the first big one, I guess. Okay. Suicide Squad. Aha. You saw it yesterday, right? Yes, I did. What were your thoughts? I loved it. Everything? Entire movie. First of all, you know my the way I go into movies. I go into movies. I suspend belief. I let it all go. I go in there like a moron, which is pretty much what I do anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I go in there and I enjoy the movie for what it is. Unless it's really freaking stupid that I'm going to hate it. Uh, you knew going in I was going to have a problem with Harley because I didn't like what I saw in the preview. But I kind of liked it. Every time she was on screen, I chuckled. I didn't have a problem with Deadshot. I thought Deadshot was really good. Oh, Will Smith was amazing. Yeah, he, he was freaking, especially when he jumps on the car. Uh, boomerang. <laughs> he was criminally underused. Yeah, he, I thought uh, there would be a lot more of him. I was looking forward to more Boomerang. Diablo? I was very happy with Diablo, El Diablo. Did you know that was Jay Hernandez? Yeah. Freaking hostile dude. Freaking. Yeah. I, I was like, what the freak? I didn't, dude. He did a great job. Uh, Honestly, the only thing I can really say about the actors uh, is that Jared Leto and Margot Robbie took a little while to get into their character. The first time I saw Joker and Harley on screen, uh, they didn't really have the right chemistry. It seemed like very forced. Like it took it took them a few scenes to get used to those roles. It seemed like by the end, though, I really liked both of them, and I really wanted more. When I first came on the screen, I was like, "Huh, okay." I'm, I was, I guess, because I'm such a freaking fan that. I didn't even pay attention or look at it the way you did. You're looking at a different route than I am. Well, I was analyzing Joker from the moment I saw him because you never really knew what to expect because he's a totally different take on Joker than we've seen before. He creeped me the fuck out. He didn't really creep me out, but... No, it's the way he was talking, the way he was doing... It, it's not like well, it's Ledger just, Joker. It was just Jared Leto turned up to a thousand. I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> it was weird. It was, it was somewhere in my head. It was bothersome it was like really bothering me it was like really getting to me i have no idea how to describe i don't know how to describe it or what he said or what he was doing but it was i i enjoyed his take on it. i really did i did too i he's not heath ledger i'm not gonna say that i mean but it was a good joker i was fine with it uh harley like i said when she first came out i was chuckling i was laughing she's funny but yeah i will give you this as it went on she got better they both did oh yeah this joker laying around with the knives and stuff and that was pretty funny in the helicopter uh at the end uh, but yeah, she she did a few things. That I'm like, okay, that was all right. Like when she broke the glass, bad guys, hello. It's like, okay, whatever. That, uh, nah. But when she got in the elevator, I was loving that. Yeah. And then and then when she was down with the guys, and she was like having a little dream. So there was moments that I really loved her, and I thought she was like perfect. When she was getting her clothes out and she pulled out the old one, I was like, oh, this is great. And she's like, what? And was he changing the little homage to Mad Love? Where, yeah. uh, where it's like totally black and they're like spinning around and they're doing her origin story. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I thought that maybe uh, Will Smith was probably probably the best thing in the movie. Oh, he like, definitely was. Deadshot. Killer was. Croc was was cool. My biggest problem with the characters uh, of any of the characters in the in the show was Killer Croc. Really? Uh, because they didn't write him like Killer Croc. They wrote him like King Shark. Well, we knew this because we wanted King Shark, so we got Killer Croc. But they gave they gave Killer Croc King Shark's personality. Yeah. Which I thought was a little weird. Being a fan of the comics and being such a big fan of King Shark, it felt a little bit weird to me. It still worked. Again, I just had to let it go because DC's doing their own damn thing. Yeah, it's I, not like I, you're watching freaking Marvel doing their thing. Because if you're watching Marvel, they're trying to stay pretty close to the damn character. And you watch a DC movie, obviously Superman versus Batman, whatever. They change little things here and there. Obviously, Deadshot's thing was on the wrong side. 
Uh, so I was like, you know what? I decided I'm going to go because everybody was booing, hissing on this movie. Well, the critics were. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in. I'm going blah. Let's see what happens. Let's be open minded and enjoy it. I loved it. I'd go see it again today if I had the money. I really liked it too. There were a lot of problems with the movie, especially with the plot and with uh, the villain in particular. Um, Enchantress is just such a weird choice for the villain, and, and she's not nearly as strong as they presented her on the in the movie. I mean, they really turned her power level up to try to make her a formidable threat. The weird thing, too, is like they didn't even care about stopping her. They cared about saving Waller and then getting out of there. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> and it was kind of like, okay, well, what's the point in the Suicide Squad, then? Aren't you supposed to send him in to stop the threat? Like That was bad writing. Well, they're trying to get Waller out, and then they probably were going to go after after the lady that, for that Waller. Was, they never said that. They said they were going to get Waller out and escape. That was always the plan. It was, it was really weird that they chose to do that. The Enchantress herself was just a, a strange choice for a villain anyways, and I think a lot of people didn't think that she was a credible threat. That was one of the biggest problems the critics had. Who would have been the first villain you would have gained? Without King Shark, you couldn't do Olmac. Well, the thing with Suicide Squad is they don't really have great villains. Like, they're villains themselves, so they're typically going after, like, cult leaders or businessmen who, like, have a private army. Yeah. Or Omak was, like, mm-hmm. one of them. Like, the best you could have hoped for was Deathstroke. That would have been, like, the best villain to start with. Yeah, but Deathstroke would have kicked their ass. <laughs> he would have kicked their ass. The- he kicks their ass a lot in the beginning, the first time they meet him. Yeah, I mean... That would be, I'd be okay. I, I would have loved to see that. Trust me. I would have loved to see Deathstroke on I'm probably sure. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do for the second one. Manu Bennett? Probably can, not. They'll, damn. They'll, they'll probably find somebody else. Uh, but, but you see what I'm saying. Like, there's not a great villain for the Suicide Squad to go up against. So they did the best they could with Enchantress. Like, the flaws were forgivable. It definitely did feel like they were fighting Gozer from Ghostbusters. Like, <laughs> like that's definitely a joke I've seen nice. pop up over and over again. But if you watch the movie, you know exactly what they're talking about because it feels that way. I didn't even think about that. that. Now you mention that, that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the fight itself was pretty good. It's just, you know, what is, what is a guy with guns and a girl with a baseball bat going to do against a ancient Egyptian deity that has all these crazy powers. Like it's, well, she faked out. I love what you're selling lady. Yeah. <laughs> the, the finale, the big battle at the end was a little bit forced and they had to do some like cheesy shit. Kind of like the dance off in guardians. Like, it was like, <laughs> Oh, we have to make it be about her heart to like, figure out how to beat her. overall though, it was a fun movie. It was not a perfect movie, but it was a lot of fun. Think about the guy to play flag. I liked him. I thought he was fine. I loved the music in the movie. They did a lot of really good stuff. The only thing I wish they hadn't done was uh, Spirit in the Sky. They played Spirit in the Sky when they're flying into the city mm-hmm. for the first fight, which is like exactly what the Guardians did. And I was watching, I was like, wow, like, they could have picked any other song. It felt really weird that they chose something that was so similar and so popular and so memorable from a recent other superhero movie to use. You know, I didn't even hear that. I didn't, hear, I didn't even pay attention to the music. There were some parts of the thing I did catch the music, but I didn't remember you hearing that. Yeah, it was there. It bothered me. But overall, like I said, it was a really fun experience. I enjoyed it a lot. You know, you can forgive a lot of the small things because they really couldn't have done any better with him. Uh, the only thing you can really criticize is like Leto's take on Joker, but I think it was fine. I think it was, it was very different than anybody we've seen before. I like your boy Common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun too. <laughs> Dude, I love how Amanda Waller was talking about each character and how they gave Deathshot the gun. He's like, oh, y'all must be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really liked how they did the Enchantress transformation, too. That was really cool. That was creepy as fuck. When, like, the, hand, the, the black hand comes out and holds her hand. And, then and she they switched. turn over. That was really awesome. I, I was like, 
what the freak is wrong with you people? <laughs> like I said, there, there was a lot of things to like, and there was a lot of things that you could nitpick away. But uh, definitely a fun movie. But fun is the important factor. Because mm-hmm. you're going to see a movie to enjoy it, and it's enjoyable. I can forgive if everybody's stuck on the plot. I can forgive stuff like that, so long as the movie's enjoyable. And I thought the movie was enjoyable. Hell, I'm reading a book that I told you the art sucks. We, we told, we've, we've mentioned this a million times before. The important thing in these kind of movies is that the characters stay true to themselves. And every single one of them was, except for, like I said, Croc and King Shark. It was like they gave King Shark's personality to Killer Croc. But he was such a minor person in the Suicide Squad that it didn't really matter. Come on, man. He said he was beautiful. Right. I mean, <laughs> he had a couple of funny one-liners, but like he really didn't do that much in the movie Not compared a, to everybody else. Yeah, he swam. He fought. You know, that's all he did. So, I mean... Well, you have King Shark in there. He's biting heads off. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> it's forgivable because of the amount of screen time he had. I'm hoping when they do the second one, if they have Croc back, they make him more of Killer Croc. They well, you saw him- the Suicide Squad book, right? That came out? Yeah. And they got Killer Croc on the cover? Yeah. So I liked it. I recommend seeing it. Cool. What's the other movie you want to talk about? The other movie is Batman. Sharknado 4. Oh, fuck that. Who cares? Oh! <laughs> Batman the Killing Joke. Didn't get to see it. Uh, I went and saw the uh, free screening that the Houston Nerdcasting Collective got for all the podcasts. <laughs> if you had been in town, you would have been able to go. <laughs> But instead, your cousin Rick and his friend Kyle got to go. <laughs> um, I'm not sure you really missed out on that much. I heard a lot of people bashing it. A lot of people upset that, that Batman and, and Batgirl were getting it on. Let's get it on. It was a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie itself is very strange because the first half is a Batgirl story. It's Batman and Batgirl working together to take down this like international arms dealer guy named Paris France. <laughs> Which in, in itself is funny. It's mostly from Batgirl's perspective, though, and it feels like an episode of Batman the Animated Series, which is kind of cool. It's fun. It's lighthearted. You know, most of the jokes and stuff work. The only weird thing is the Batman and Barbara relationship because it kind of crosses that line from being mentor and student or father-daughter and becomes, like, lovers. Dude, why are you bringing... What the hell? <laughs> and, I mean, they, they have sex on a rooftop. Come on! <laughs> and then you're going to drop the father-daughter, then... Oh, they had sex on a rooftop. What kind of show is this? <laughs> well, it, it happened. I mean, it was really weird. It didn't really fit. But I, I think they did all that just to kind of establish Batgirl as a character you could care about. Because not everybody knows her. Not everybody cares about her. Sorry, man. You just creeped me out. Now I got that stupid uh, freaking, uh, fathers, be good to your daughters. That's all in my head now, thanks to you. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that that happens. And then after the, that story's over, you go right into the killing joke. And... Almost panel for panel, it's the same story from the book. They changed the artwork a bit. Uh, the scene where Gordon's going through the carnival ride and Joker's you know, supposed to be doing that rhythmic kind of thing, they actually turned it into a song, which is kind of weird and it kind of takes you out of it. It's not a bad movie. It's just not great either. Uh, something definitely gets lost in the translation from comic to film, and a lot of the oomph goes out of it. Those really impactful scenes in The Killing Joke, like where Gordon is, is forced to go through the carnival ride and see pictures of his daughter stripped naked, and it like breaks him. Yeah. And he goes mentally crazy. It feels like they pulled punches on that stuff. It doesn't have the same oomph. They talked about all this. They talked about how we're going to do this, and we're going to do it right. I mean, we don't care what people say. And they do this shit? Well, you got the scene, too, where Joker shoots Barbara. Right. And, and breaks her spine, uh-huh. and then strips her naked and takes those photos and stuff. Even that, you don't even care that much. Despite falling flat in a lot of places, it is the Killing Joke story. And I'm not sure it's the fault of the creators that it falls flat. I think it's just the fact that the story doesn't translate well from one medium to the other. I mean, that's what Alan Moore said. Like, he's not associated with this at all. He told them to take his name off of it. If you watch the opening credits, it says, 
based on the graphic novel with artwork by Brian Bolland. It doesn't even say Alan Moore's name anywhere. Wow. Uh, because he feels like since he wrote it as a graphic novel, it should have stayed a graphic novel. Like that's the appropriate medium for the, the story. And I think he's right. It works really well. It's very impactful when you read it. But when you watch it, I don't think it works as well. The only thing they really got right was the very last scene where Joker tells the joke to Batman and the two of them crack up. That part was really great. And it was really fun to see Mark Hamill do the Joker voice again. There's a lot of things to like about it. It's just not a perfect movie. I give it like 6 out of 10, maybe. You made me feel like I don't even want to pick this up. I think people that haven't read the book will like it a lot more because they don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, but if you've read the book, you're probably going to have a lot of problems with it. Well, I guess I should go in it like I did with Suicide Squad. <coughs> you might enjoy it. I went I, in with an open mind. I might have a problem with the Batman Batgirl thing, though, because that's, that's, that makes it even worse, especially if you know that Robin eventually. <laughs> that's just wrong. What the freak? <laughs> okay, so moving on. Uh, I also watched one other movie this week that I kind of briefly want to talk about. Batman vs. Superman, The Ultimate Cut. Okay. Did you watch it? I have it, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I finally got around to watching it. Um, everybody's right. It does add a lot of things to the story, and it really fleshes out Luthor's motivations, uh, which I think was great. I think if they had left this as the theatrical version, a lot more people would have enjoyed it, and it would have been a lot more positively received. But that explains why he laughs like an idiot at the end? Uh, yeah, because he's slowly gone into madness. He's, he's slowly gone crazy. Okay. Um, and it shows him orchestrating the entire thing from the beginning. It shows him wanting to pit Batman against Superman and all the steps that he's taken to make that happen. Okay. A lot of the things that were a little bit confusing that forced you to take you know, leaps when you saw the theatrical version are like explicitly explained in this, and it's really good. When I watched the movie the first time, I think I gave it like a 6.5 out of 10 or a 7 out of 10. This adds at least a whole other point to it. Oh, wow. So it's, it's really good. Um, I mean, Batman vs. Superman is not a perfect movie. There's a lot of problems still, even with this stuff added. But, man, it adds a lot, and it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Huh. Okay. So you got to check it out. Yeah, I got to I'm really interested home. to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I was gonna, we were going to watch it yesterday. My daughter came over. We were going to sit down and watch it. Uh, but we just ran out of time, so we didn't get a chance to throw it in there. I still got to watch Sharknado, too. It's hard to find those four hours. You know? <laughs> <laughs> got to watch my Sharknado 4. Got to get Lava Lanchula 2 in there. Pretty busy, man. Yeah, there's way better things to do with your time. Nice. <laughs> <Pretty> Laundry. <laughs> so that's it for movies. Uh, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? Movies! <laughs> Just stay on it. <laughs> okay, well, we're actually discussing the last two weeks worth of news since you haven't been here, so that includes all the San Diego talk. So uh, if you don't want to hear us talk about San Diego trailers and stuff, this is the time to tune out. But Yeah, because didn't that already happen? Yeah, it happened a while ago, but okay. some of these trailers you didn't even watch until today. Yeah. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on them. Okay. Uh, we saw the Justice League trailer. Yeah. What do you think? It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Dude, Aquaman looks like a badass, and you know I hate Aquaman to begin with. Uh, I think the Flash guy's going to be pretty good. The whole scene with the Batman Flash thing, that was really cool. I've completely turned around on him. Seeing him in that and seeing him in a couple other clips and seeing him in Suicide Squad, even for that brief moment, uh, I really am digging him as the Flash, which I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think anybody could take Gustin away from me, but yeah, that guy's guy's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Cyborg, you don't really get too much of him yet. Uh, Of course... Wonder Woman, what else? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, too. And after seeing Suicide Squad and seeing Batman and the end of that one, too, and so, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I am, too. Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, we saw that trailer. This movie is going to be amazing. Gail Gadot is Wonder Woman now. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't think there's too many parallels to the first Captain America movie? Oh, because it's World War One type thing? And, instead and she's of, using her shield a lot, and there's, like, Chris Pine riding a motorcycle. Like, there's a lot of similarities. 
Well, Captain America did World War Two. Right. Woman was doing World War One. Right. And she's still being a woman. And still being, you got to show how badass she really is. Oh, I, I don't think that it's going to be a problem. She's <laughs> just, on a horse. I was just asking that question. She's also and, and a she's horse. On, you're like, oh my God, she's riding a horse. <laughs> and, and she's got these two tickets to that thing. <laughs> now look at her. Now look at her, man. I look back at her. <laughs> no, it, it looks really good. I don't uh, care. I don't give a damn that if it has any kind of things that look like Captain America. That just means it's going to be a damn good movie. Yeah. Because Captain America was a damn good movie. I agree. I just think Gail Gadot is going to do a tremendous job as Wonder Woman, and it just makes me want to see Justice League even freaking more. And I, I love freaking Batman, but Wonder Woman is just like, oh, and at the end, ah, <laughs> like, come on. I, I love her theme music. Like, it's the best of any of the ones we've come up with so far. I was making comments at the theater when I saw this trailer. I saw the trailer here with you, but I saw it at the movie theater the other day when I saw Suicide Squad, and I was making comments, and my wife punched me. Because <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to like her favorite. <laughs> yeah, she's all into. That's cool. Okay, well, speaking of Batman, uh, we saw the trailer for Lego Batman. <laughs> How do you not love Lego Batman? Oh, my God. You didn't, I even, love you didn't even like the Lego movie. But Batman stole the movie in Lego movie for me. Yeah, but you complained about how much you didn't like the movie. I didn't wrong. like Emmett and all the other bullshit and everything is awesome crap. But I love freaking Batman in a movie. First time. <laughs> Batman, to me, was the best part of that movie. Okay. And the, the crazy unicorn thing. <laughs> but... Batman Lego movie is amazing. It does look really good. Oh my god, the Robin thing, that's freaking hilarious. And the Batman being all like one liners and you're gonna learn and uh, we're gonna go very slow. And <laughs> who's that playing Batman? It's uh, uh, uh Will Arnett, right? Will Arnett, yeah. Who ever thought that guy could be Batman? He's fantastic. He's doing a great job. I, I, I love it. I, I can't wait to see it. It's funny that I love this Lego movie stuff, but yeah, it's great. It's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Uh, we also saw a trailer for Doctor Strange, the new one. Yeah, that. Okay, I'm gonna say this now because I'm sounding like a really weirdo. Every trailer I've seen with you here today is freaking amazing. Oh my god, great time to be a comic book fan. We said this before, but I gotta say it again. I don't know much about Doctor Strange, but that movie looks really good. It looks like Inception times a thousand. And I'm a fan of Cumberbatch. You know this already, ever since he was con. But damn, damn, can he act? Tilda Swilding is the the guy teaching him. Tilda Swilding. Tilda Swilding, whatever the fuck her name is. White Witch, whatever the fuck she was in Narnia. I don't give a damn. She plays. She likes to do that gender swapping role shit. She did that shit. She played Gabriel and Constantine, too, with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but she's amazing, too. She's got skills. I'll give her that. She can be a man, girl, whatever, beast, whatever she wants to be. She got acting chops. And this movie looks, the special effects are just like out the door. And I think Cumberbatch is going to pull this shit off. This kind of shit right here is the kind of shit that gives me reading Doctor Strange comic books. Yeah. Well, that's, I ain't gonna that's lie Marvel's to you. goal. I mean, they want people to read the comics. I mean, that's just off the chain. It looks, I, I, it looks goosebumps. Really good. I told you I got goosebumps when we watched that Doctor Strange preview. It looks really good. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. You can tell. <laughs> Take my money. Take it. <laughs> uh, one other thing we haven't watched the trailer for, but uh, they did release like a seven-minute preview of it, is Justice League Dark, the animated movie. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, because it's seven minutes. and We didn't want to watch all of that. Why did you not show me that? You know I love minutes. Constantine. I know you do, and it's the same guy. It's the same guy doing the animated voice. Oh, come on. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited for that. I think it'll be cool. So that's the next cartoon coming out by DC? Yes. Oh, you know DC does cartoons great. Yeah, it's going to be... That's, that's their shit. The Justice League Dark are like helping the real Justice League with uh, like some kind of magic entity or something. I don't Marvel know. can't do shit right when it comes to animated cartoon shit, but DC, top notch Crushing. all the time. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking oh, forward to it. Got it'll a boner cool. now. Thanks, man. <laughs> I don't need to know that, but okay. <laughs> 
It's for two. Use the use the t- uh, the table cam. You can see it. No. <laughs> uh, there was also one major announcement that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, James Gunn announced that Star Wars Dad in Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be Ego the Living Planet, played by Kurt Russell. <laughs> Hughes looked that planet in the eye and asked him, "Did you pay your dues, Ego?" <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. So was it a planet sticking it to his mom? <laughs> well, the only thing I can figure is that somehow, he was a man, then he became a planet. Somehow, ego created like a, a human construct of himself as Kurt Russell. So he could go bone a woman. So he could, for some reason, go to Earth and sleep with an Earth woman. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he did other things too. What but I, ego's what, an ugly looking ass planet, dude. What I'm thinking is that like to to defeat Kurt Russell, they're gonna have to like destroy Ego the planet. Nice. You know, it's gonna be like his heart is kept in another place kind of Wow. Thing. You know? <laughs> uh I, I kinda feel like that's the way they're gonna go with it. It's really weird because Ego's never really done that before and had like a uh-uh. a totem like walking. So around. he decided to up Mogo by one and decide to go have sex with a woman? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Mogo gonna show? Probably not because it's a Marvel movie. Oh, that's true. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to Guardians too. Dude, I remember what Ego looks like. He's an ugly piece of crap. Oh, he's an old man. It's a planet. He's got a big mustache. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> That's why. <I> st- <laughs> you know where I was going with that. <laughs> I know you love mustaches. What the freak, man? I can't believe they said that crap. Like, are you serious? Okay. All right. Whatever. I'll go with it. Guardians 1 was freaking hilarious. The Guardians 2 has got to be amazing. It's just really weird. I mean, but I trust James Gunn. He's, he's done no wrong so far, so. Can you hear the rocket jokes already? Can, can you hear the jokes Rocket making? Yeah. Your dad's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> he totally gave your mom the moon. <laughs> Some shit like that. I can see this already. Oh, my gosh. How does that even work? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> He's got a little black. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be funny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it's it. It's going to work. You know, Guardians was amazing. So Guardians 2 has to be good, right? I'm sure it will be. I have a lot of It is Marvel. Now. Uh, the very last piece of movie news from San Diego is that Brie Larson has officially been cast as Captain Marvel. Now, who'd ever thunk Brie Larson? Chick from 21 Jump Street. Chick from uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. And then she was in Trainwreck. Very talented young lady. And I've actually become a really big fan of hers. And I actually think she might be able to pull this off. She's got the look for it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah she definitely looks like a Captain Marvel. I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pleased with this pick. A lot uh, of people are. I yeah. like the way she looks. Uh, I think she's a great actress. Uh, I'm a big fan. I follow her on Instagram. Well, most most uh, of the roles she's had have been supporting roles. She hasn't even really done a lead in a movie. I don't. But think. you think it's going to be like Captain Marvel movie by itself first, or is she going to like come in like in the Guardians? Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see her pop up somewhere else before we see her in her solo movie. So she'll probably be like in Guardians, maybe. Well, she'll probably show up in Avengers three. I'd imagine she might appear in Guardians two somewhere as well. Question is, can you see her being the Captain Marvel that's starting to shit with Tony Stark in Civil War? Well, not not yet. <laughs> I mean, she's going to start out as the normal Captain Marvel. I mean, well, that's the thing. She's got to got- establish herself in the Marvel Universe before she becomes somebody that actually has that kind of influence. Well, I mean, you looking at her as an actress, can you see her doing that? Do you? I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, This is how you can tell the actor is going to be great. You look at it and you're like, huh, okay, I can see her at this part, and as the character develops this way in the comics, can she pull it off? Yeah, I could see her being a bitch. Oh, yeah, I could totally see her. <laughs> I could see her being the Captain Marvel that we know and love. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I think she's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's it for uh, movies. What do you want to move on to, comics or TV? Give me some TV, because I know there's some trailers in there, too. All right, so very first thing, uh, ABC is in talks with Lucasfilm about doing a Star Wars TV show. How do you think a Star Wars TV show would be received? Right now, probably people will like it. But if they come out weak-ass in the first episode, oh, 
part of my language. They can really fuck shit up and really mess up the. Uh, this might be Dis- Disney overreaching. It's a little bit risky. Yeah, I mean they've they've done really well with the Marvel properties. They've done really well with the Star Wars movies so far. Um, but Disney's lot- like Starscream. They don't know when to stop. There's a lot of stuff to like, but definitely you can push it too far. And uh, you know, doing a Star Wars TV series is probably the riskiest move they could make. Yeah, I could really see them messing that crap up, pissing people off, and people won't. I mean, just- I still watch it. I think it'd probably be fun. But if they do it wrong, it, you know, the backlash from fans is going to be tremendous. And be a Christmas special all over again. You know, <laughs> Star Wars has such a legacy behind it that you don't really want to have failures in there. I mean, the one thing that everybody kind of like laughs about and jokes about is you know the Christmas special for being so bad. Yeah. I mean, episode one and two, people have their problems with them. They're not great compared to the other films, but they're fine. You know, it's still a Star Wars story. It's still, they have moments in it that make it. A- right. It still fits the canon, and there's still things in there that are great. If you make a TV series, though, and it flops, and it's bad, or it just doesn't work, or like people don't like it, and it gets canceled after one season, whatever, that's like a, a scar on the reputation of, of Star Wars. Yeah. And Star Wars is such a huge fandom, and there's such a legacy behind it. Like That is a really risky move for them to make. Now, we know Star Wars has its violence and everything else, but it's not like way over the top, blood goring, necks popping off and shit like that. So I don't think ABC would have a problem with doing stuff. But I just, I don't know. That's very risky. It could really mess some crap up. Yeah. yeah and it depends on who you get in it, too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things to consider. Like, even the budget has to be huge compared to most shows because there's a lot of special effects that are going to have to go into it to give it the same look and feel that you expect from a Star Wars story. And the thing is, well, ABC's backed by Disney, so they have the money. It's just, are they willing to put that much money in a TV show? For something that's risky. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's all we can do, but... Yeah. But granted, it's not like the Clone War, I mean, the, the cartoon, which is coming out here next season, which looks really amazing if you haven't seen it well, either. They've, they've done a great job with the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. So, moving on, Powers, Brian Michael Bendis' show, uh, got canceled after season two. Kind of unfortunate. Wow. I actually really enjoyed the show. It was uh, awkward in places, but it was a lot of fun. It was on PlayStation Network, which is really weird. Uh-huh. An odd choice for any kind of superhero show, and I think that's why it failed. Yeah. Because nobody watches PlayStation Network. I mean, no. I think this was their uh, their attempt to gain an audience and like start establishing themselves as a place to watch original content, and I just don't think it worked out. There's that's a ch- terrible. He could have taken it somewhere else. And- well, that's what I was about to say. There's a chance he might be able to do that. Because I think there's four seasons worth of material to draw from the comic books. And I think that the stories in the show are actually fairly close to what was in the comics. So he's trying to, uh, I hope that he's out there trying to shop it around and find a new home for it. To like what, Netflix um, or something? or Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or something. But uh, I like the first two seasons quite a bit. So it'd be a shame to see it just end here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Michael Madsen was in season two. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I'm on now. <laughs> I can't watch it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Justice Society of America is coming to Legends of Tomorrow. Interesting. Uh, they, they unveiled the logo for the team. It looks pretty cool. Uh, they also announced some of the cast. Michael McCall is going to be playing Commander Steel. Marie Richardson is going to be Vixen. Patrick J. Adams is going to be Our Man. And then the other characters that are confirmed to be a part of the JSA are Obsidian, Stargirl, and Dr. Midnight. But they haven't announced who's playing those roles. Still pretty cool. Yeah, very interesting cast. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed right now, though. Why? I don't have the CW. CW and Dish are at some kind of impasse, so the CW is off. I have no freaking way of watching a majority of the shows that I watch. I'm extremely, extremely pissed off right now. I can't watch Flash. I can't watch Arrow. I can't watch Legends of Tomorrow. I can't watch Supergirl. And I can't watch Supernatural. Hmm. That's the last fucking straw right there. 
Somebody about to get that ass whooped. It's time to find a new provider, man. Dude, I'm serious. I'm about dead serious whoop some ass. But yeah, I mean, I like that. That's cool. I don't know if I'll be able to fucking see it. Well, you Because September's creeping around the corner. I don't have CW. You know, I'll hook you up. Don't worry. I, I, that's not the point. <laughs> Motherfucker, I don't know why people are busy arguing about, oh, we're not going to show you on Dish. What the fuck are they arguing about? Seriously, you would know. Why are they arguing? Why, no did, why do channels keep on backing off? Oh, you get the thing that says, oh, this is a, I'm on my is, box. This is a really shitty company. I'm on my box. Well, fucking DirecTV does the same bullshit, too. Both of those oh, are shitty companies. we're not going to, you know, you got to pay us so much money, or we don't want this. So they're at impasse, so they're bargaining. Fuck you. You're fucking over the people that pay for this shit. That's why you don't go with one of the satellite companies. Well, I can't get fucking cable out where I fucking live at, because we don't got nobody to bring a goddamn provider down there, piece of monkey bastards. Put the fucking wires in. Get the goddamn cable down there. Get it all set up so I can watch what I want to watch. Sorry, I, I get a little passionate about my TV. <laughs> I know <you> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Forgive me, America. That's fine. Uh, let's move on. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4 is going to feature Ghost Rider. Freaking awesome. They have a teaser trailer. At least I can see TV. Fox on my damn cable. Well, you keep saying freaking awesome, but you, you haven't heard that it's not uh, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Oh, fuck this shit. It's, Rob, it's Robbie Reyes. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he's brown. No, I hate that fucking Ghost Rider. <laughs> is he going to have the damn car? He's going to have the Cadillac. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's the new Ghost Rider. Gabriel Luna's going to play him. Interesting. How the frick are they going to be Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I'm not really sure. Uh, there was also another announcement of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that the Inhumans movie has been pushed back so far that they're not really worried about the TV show using the characters. So some of the royal family are going to be showing up this season. Medusa? I, they don't know who yet. Black Bolt. It's probably going to be Gorgon and uh, some other lesser characters. The dog is going to show up. It would be cool. <laughs> That'd be, be great. Lockjaw show up. Would be oh, awesome. man. That's cool, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is one of those TV shows that actually gets it right. Yeah. I mean, they do well. I mean, I ain't going to lie. That show is really good. Robbie Reyes is my least favorite of all the Ghost Riders. I really did not like the comic book series where they introduced him. I'm not a big fan. I'm hoping that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can change that. Still got a problem with Cadillac being on fire, man. Nick Cage drove like some grave digger. (laughs) Ghost Rider 2. Yeah, but Nick Cage is Ghost Rider. I'm sorry. Okay. Drink that hot coffee. (laughs) Love Nick Cage, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm not thrilled that they're doing this version of Ghost Rider. I just got a feeling that Fox or 26, whatever the hell it is, Marvel, they'll pull this shit off, and they're going to want to make him fans of freaking... But that's what I was about to say. It's probably a push for Reyes, anyway, for the comic book. Marvel's been doing such a good job with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the last two seasons that I think they'll do this right. I can't wait to see Phil Coulson's interaction with Ghost Rider. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's also... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been moved to a 10 p.m. time slot now, which means they're going to be able to do a darker story with it. So it's 9 o'clock Central, then. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be returning September 20th. Shit, man, I can't stay awake. September 20th, what time? What day? 9 o'clock, what time? September 20th at, at 10 p.m. Not, uh, what day? September 20th. <laughs> Weekday. I don't fucking know. I don't have a calendar in front of me. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, put one in the office. You got enough room, shit. <laughs> you got to have these. I just asked you a simple question, man. And I gave you a simple answer. Yeah, got to bite Look my head off. Look it up yourself, bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What what time? <laughs> you really need some gonko bologna. Jesus. I just need some coffee, dog. You need something. You need something. <laughs> uh, there's also one new casting announcement. Actually, I'm going to throw this shit on you if you say Supergirl. <laughs> there's, there's two new casting announcements for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Jason O'Mara has been cast as the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because right. apparently Coulson's going somewhere else. I'm not sure what's happening with that. What the hell? And then Lily Birdsell, the girl who played uh, Hannah on Walking Dead, the one that Rick had the love interest with last season. Okay, the one that got killed? Yeah. Uh, she's going to be playing some kind of powered character who's like unstable named Lucy. Oh, I know who that is, too. I know who the actress is. She's pretty hot. <laughs> so they're going to be coming. Oh, by the way, September 20th is Tuesday, fucker. 
congratulations. <laughs> you can use a calendar. Woohoo! Uh, San Diego also announced a couple of comics that we're really big fans of that are going to be coming to TV. I don't know about all that. Deadly Class. I just wet myself. <laughs> you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What channel? Uh, no, we don't have any. FXXX. But they just announced that you got an option as a TV show. That yeah. can't be on anything lame. It can't be on like some weak ass TV show. It's got to be where they can cut. I'd love to see it on Netflix where they can do whatever. That's what I'm saying. You got to cut people's yeah. heads off and shit. Cut dicks off and stick them down people's throats. I'm just saying, Deadly Class. You like that, do you? No, I do not. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to be vicious, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be. No matter where it ends, I'm sure it's going to be yeah. great. Oh, yeah, you'll say that now until it ends up on, on like Fox or some crap like that, and they don't do any of that. Well, I hope it doesn't end up on Fox, because it'll get canceled after one <laughs> Like all Fox shows. It needs to be like on Showtime or Skinamax. Uh, they also announced Black Magic. Remember that one, Greg Rucka's story? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, too. Both of those are going to be coming to TV at some point. Wow. Uh, we got to see some trailers from San Diego. Legion looks pretty cool. Looks mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused, but it looks good. Uh, well, I think that's the point to make it confusing. But I, I think he got problems. He, well, he does. <laughs> He's got a lot of problems. Yeah, he needs some drugs. I'm excited to see that. We got to see the Luke Cage trailer. I'm beyond pumped for that. I have never been a Luke Cage fan until after Jessica Jones, and this looks really cool. Mike Coulter was absolutely the right choice for that. That role. is a Luke Cage. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, we saw the Iron Fist trailer. And you know I hate Iron Fist. It looks like Car Andrews' storyline, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You, you read, uh, yeah, I read Iron it. Fist Living Weapon, the Car Andrews run. It looks very similar to that. This kind of show is going to be the crap that pulls me into reading freaking Iron Fist. Yeah. I can't watch it. <laughs> I can't afford to watch it. And then, of course, we got the Defenders yeah. teaser. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm excited for that. How the hell are they going to pull this crap off, man? Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then Jessica Jones again. And Daredevil. Season, and then Daredevil. Three. And then you're going to bring the Defenders. Yeah. These guys are getting paid now, man. These actors are getting paid. Well, it's going to be like five new shows in the next year. That's well, I'm going to try so out for good. Spider-Guy. You should. So I can be. <laughs> That's definitely the right costume for you. you should Actually, they should do a Gold Ball series, and you should uh, apply for old Gold Balls. Old Gold Balls? <laughs> That's messed up, man. Come on, man. That is the episode name, Old anything, Gold Balls. <laughs> if anything, I'm a Nightcrawler kind of guy. No, well, you do have kind of the... No. <laughs> piece of crap. Old Gold Balls. That's old messed up, man. Old Gold Balls. Uh, let's see. Voltron Legendary Defender was renewed for season two. It should be. I never, was really good. I, I still haven't finished watching it. I still got like three or four episodes to go, but wow, enjoyed it. And then the very last piece of TV news, which I was saving for you, Supergirl casting. Hang on. Let me, put, let me spit back in my cup and throw this shit at you. Uh, actually, you're going to like one of these. Okay. Uh, Katie McGrath has been cast as Lena Luthor. Katie McGrath. She was in Merlin, and she played the other girl in uh, Jurassic World, the girl that gets eaten by the pterodons or whatever. Oh, yeah. Assistant. Yeah, I like her. She's a really good actress, and she's playing Lex Luthor's sister. Or cousin or something. Interesting. She's going to be like the female Lex Luthor antagonist of uh, Supergirl. Nice. That's kind of cool. So she's not going to play, uh, what was the name that played in Smallville? Well, no, that wasn't his sister. That was like, well, it was his sister. You find out it was his sister eventually. I never watched Smallville, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I can't think of her name anyway. All right. uh, but yeah, that's that's who she's going to be. That's pretty cool. Interesting. I, I like her. She's a really good actress. Okay. Uh, Tyler Hoechlin, we know, was already cast as Superman, but they've put up images of him. He actually looks pretty good. Not next to Cavill. Well, no, I mean... Obviously not, but he looks pretty good for a TV Superman. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Hey, you look pretty good for a TV Superman. You're not as big. You're not as badass. You look like a puss. Dude, freaking Tom Welling hey, was a better Superman than that guy. I don't know. He looks better than Dean Cain. That's... Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but it, Welling was better than this guy. I never watched, Super- I never watched Smallville, so I don't what know. What the hell, man? 
You need to go buy those series. Back then, the WB was all teenage girl drama. Nice. It, it was garbage, and I didn't watch any of it. <laughs> nah, he's all right, but Cavill's still Superman, dog. I'm sorry. Oh, I agree. I agree. And that's it for TV. Okay, uh, what you got? Comics! Comics. Marvel just signed Aaron Cuter to an exclusive deal, which is pretty cool. I'm a big fan of his. I've actually got one of my original art pieces from him mm-hmm. from uh, when he did the Ama- Avenging Spider-Man Deadpool issue. That's the one you're, you bequeathed me, right? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> but mostly he's done DC work. He did like action comics and so how they do that? Green Lantern. I don't know. He's he's working on the uh, Death of X storyline. Okay. And I guess they wanted to make him a permanent fixture because he's just so damn talented. So we're not letting you go back. We got him. Seems like that's the plan. Make him some fighting, man. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> uh, something I'm not so happy about: J. Michael Straczynski has left comics. He's no longer writing comics. He's moving. Well, if people quit stalking him, he'd have been okay. No, it had nothing to do with that. He actually wrote a really in-depth piece about how he's moved from one career to another his entire life and that his declining health was a big part of why he left comics because his eyesight was going so bad. He had like two major different conditions in his eyes and it was getting so bad that writing comics was, you know, it used to take him three or four hours to write a script, Uh but now it was taking him like two weeks to write a script and he was having to write in like size 125 font on his screen so he could even read the words because his eyes were so bad. Jesus. And it would take him hours just to scroll through the, what he'd already written before to like continue writing a script. And he was really struggling. They finally came up with the, the right surgery to fix his eyes. Like The problem was they could fix one condition, but then the other condition would be permanent. He wouldn't be able to get rid of it and vice versa. Like Two conditions on top of each other was really bad. Yeah. They finally came up with an experimental procedure to fix both, mm-hmm. and he went through it. And now his eyesight's like twenty twenty five. Oh, wow. And he's really happy. He can finally see again. Um, he's finishing up a couple of his comics that he still has out there, but once those are done, he's moving on and he's going to be like a playwright. That's his next goal. Okay. So, I mean, I'll read anything Straczynski writes. I mean, he's been extremely successful in, in TV and film and comics and pretty much anything the man touches is golden. So if he starts writing badass plays, I'm looking forward to that. But I still, I still am going to miss him in comics because some of my favorite books are from his, his runs in those mediums. Well, who are you to judge him? <laughs> I'm not judging him. I'm messing with you, dude. I'm just saying I'm going to miss him. Yeah, the world will miss him. And people, the fans like you are going to miss what he's doing. But he, you know, he wants to do something new. Uh, congratulations on um, being able to see again. And God bless him for wanting to do other things in life. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, you yeah. said right now, he's failing health. He's an older man. Hell, if I have the opportunity to do something different later on in life, I'll, I'll try it too. Do as much as you can before you go. Yep. So good luck. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. Kiss. No, I don't want one. Kiss is returning to comics August 19th. Really? Amy Chu and Cuber Bale are uh, writing and drawing the new Kiss series. I don't want it. You got to pick it up. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, if you don't pick it up, I'm going to tell all of our listeners to buy a copy and mail it to you. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Question, will there be variants? Oh, yeah. There's a shitload of variants. Oh, there's, my There's even God. a Star Child variant. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you buy me a Star Child variant, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I'm completely broke, so I can't afford to buy you a Star Child variant. Sweet. But, man, I wish I had the money. When does this come out? August 19th. So we're not even that far away from it. I got to get the, the one where you scratch it and Gene T- Simmons' tongue moves. So that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, All right. I'm going to pick one up. I knew you'd be excited about it. I don't know which one. It depends. I probably have to tell my comic book shop to get it for me. Yeah. So make sure that makes sure you do that. That's crazy. <laughs> Why now? I don't know. Because they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It was, just, it was just time for Kiss, I guess. What are they going to do? Fight bad guys? Probably. Why they sing? 
Probably. <laughs> Scooby Doo's going to join I, him for you'll, you'll have to you'll have to pick it up and give us a review, man. How freaking cool is Scooby Doo comes up on? <laughs> Shows up in the comic book one episode, that'd be one book. That'd be great. <laughs> hey, nothing's impossible, right? Oh my God, Kiss the comic book. It's going to be called Kiss. It's just called Kiss or Kiss with Mike Tyson on no, the cover. It's just Kiss. <laughs> And that is it for news this week. So I want to remind everybody, please go out there and follow us on our social media. You can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. And Twitter, I'm trying to get verified. Yeah, you're a long way from that. <laughs> Verifiably insane. Yes, I am. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. And if you like it, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, the more views we get, the more likely we are to get more listeners. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Don't forget to go check out Speak No Evil. You can find it at graybearcomics.com. Pick up a copy or come see us at one of our signings or at Amazing Houston Con. Definitely come out. If you're in the Rosenberg area, come out to Uncanny Comics and see you there. Because not only will you be helping out my buddy here, but you'll open up our buddy out there. Uh, He's a great guy. Nice little shop. And he does a lot of stuff for people. He's really cool. Has has little dogs in there, too, by the way, for the kids to play with. It's great. And uh, I want everybody... To tweet Miguel this week and tell him how much they want him to play old gold balls. Uh, what? <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>